This episode is brought to you by Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma. When it's time for an aircraft component inspection, overhaul, repair, or replacement, you need experienced technicians you can trust and friendly service you can count on. Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma, a family-owned business since 1959, delivers just that. Our techs have real-world experience and provide sales, service, and overhaul for piston engine aircraft accessories. We also have limited turbine capabilities such as fuel pumps, starter generators, and prop governors. And we can overhaul propellers ranging from fixed pitch to turbine. Propeller pickup and delivery service is available. And one more thing, mention this podcast to receive 5% off your next sale, service, or overhaul. Visit aircraftaccessoriesofok.com. This episode is brought to you by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company and leading provider of autopilots for rotor and fixed-wing aircraft. The Genesis STEC 3100 Digital Autopilot provides increased safety, decreased pilot workload, and is approved for over 200 makes and models. To learn more about the STEC 3100, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. That's genesis-aerosystems.com. AOPA presents Never Again, True Pilot Stories from the World of General Aviation. In this episode, operating in the Los Angeles VFR corridor seems safe enough, at least until the weather conspires against you. Take a ride over L.A. in A Precarious U-Turn by Stephen Mark Sachs. Airspace in the vicinity of Los Angeles International Airport is among the busiest in the world, and several procedures have been employed for decades to control traffic and maximize safety in the area. One of these procedures or devices was the LAX VFR corridor. In the 1990s, as a then VFR-only pilot flying out of Van Nuys, California, I would use the LAX VFR corridor often. Established in 1988, the corridor represented an easy way for general aviation traffic to transition northwesterly or southeasterly over Los Angeles International Airport without having to talk with ATC. The corridor's operation was deceptively simple and was similar to the operation of today's special flight rules over Los Angeles International. One entered the corridor at either its north terminus at 3,500 feet MSL or South Terminus at 4,500 feet MSL, and then flew along the Santa Monica VOR 132-degree radial. Pilots were to make blind broadcasts on a specified frequency at certain VFR checkpoints, such as over the refinery. Most of us made lots of such blind broadcasts, including extras such as over the north runways of LAX. I'm a big believer in blind broadcasts in congested airspace when there's no ATC oversight. One fine summer day, I decided to fly to the Long Beach Airport, situated southeast of my home airport of Van Nuys. While I could have chosen to follow a circuitous route around the east border of the LAX terminal control area, the forerunner of today's class Bravo airspace, it would save time and money to use the corridor. It was always a visual pleasure to fly over the Los Angeles area. I knew the airspace and ground landmarks intimately, and they held many positive memories for me. Besides that, it was more picturesque to fly with the Pacific Ocean just off the wingtip and my town off the other. 
Flight service predicted easy VFR weather for the entire route. No precipitation, no close temperature dew point spreads, and light winds. I pre-flighted the Piper PA-28-161 Cherokee, started up, and taxied the long distance from the FBO, down the parallel taxiway along Van Nuys runway 16 right to run-up. The run-up was uneventful, and I was ready for fun. The Santa Monica Mountains form the southern edge of the San Fernando Valley in the vicinity of Van Nuys Airport. South and southeast of those mountains lies the extensive Los Angeles Plain. Sitting on the ramp at Van Nuys, the slant-range view out of the windscreen permits only a limited view of the weather over Los Angeles. After being granted a straight-out departure off runway 16 right, I was cleared for takeoff and climbed at VX to 3,500 feet, dipping the nose from time to time to provide a better view toward potentially oncoming traffic. After satisfying myself that the controllers weren't talking to anyone inbound from the south, I asked for and was granted a frequency change to the corridor interplane frequency. I tuned in the new frequency. Just before I hit 3,500 feet, I intercepted the Santa Monica VOR 130-degree radials reciprocal, inbound to the VOR, ready to continue over the corridor toward Long Beach. Everything was going well so far. At my target altitude, I leveled the airplane, trimmed for level flight, confirmed being on the radial, and began the first of several blind broadcasts. LA VFR corridor traffic, Cherokee 1234 Bravo, over Santa Monica, southeast bound, 3,500 level. Visibility was excellent around me, so I extended my scan to the airspace south of LAX, where I would be in a couple of minutes or so. What I saw was a little surprising. It looked like a fine mist. I could see through that mist easily. In fact, I could see Torrance Airport before which I planned my eastward turn toward Long Beach with no problem. There was no cloud per se in the area. Still, that sight became just slightly haunting. I was going to keep an eye on it. I heard no other airplanes broadcasts during this flight, so I assumed I was alone in the corridor. It was comforting. Next, time to have another look at that mist. It seemed okay, no change, and still easy to see torrents. As I reached LAX's north boundary, the mist started to become solid very fast. What? From no cloud and easy translucence, suddenly there were instrument meteorological conditions at my 12 o'clock. I'm a VFR-only pilot in a VFR-only piece of airspace, and I'm about to hit a cloud wall. Not good. I decided immediately that the legendary 180-degree turn was my only option, but I was in a highly regulated piece of airspace. If I were to head back toward Van Nuys, I'd need to climb from the 3,500 feet to 4,500 feet in a thin box of airspace where only straight and level flight was permitted. I could not tolerate flight into a solid wall of cloud that had appeared with, it seemed to me, no warning. At least there weren't any other aircraft in the corridor, thank heaven for small favors. Visibility was dropping rapidly as I began my thousand-foot climbing left turn. I twisted the VOR for the 312-degree radial, 
Although I had heard that instrument flight operations limit turns to standard rate 3 degrees per second, which would take a full minute to complete my U-turn, I knew that I could not take that long. After all, I was flying over LAX, and a turn radius like that would take me way out of the corridor and closer to big, fast jets not expecting to see me in their windscreens. I decided to make the turn much faster than standard rate. I had the airmanship under my belt to do it. After just a few degrees of turn, I saw him. A V-tail bonanza coming toward my flight path from the opposite direction at what I estimate to have been below 4,000 feet. The pilot had not made any blind broadcast. He wasn't on altitude. I saw him. He had dark hair and was wearing glasses for only perhaps two to three seconds. We came to within about 50 feet of each other, then he was gone. Whoosh! The phantom of the corridor went his merry way, heading approximately where he was supposed to head, apparently oblivious to his errant ways and to my presence. I continued my turn to 312 degrees, completed my climb to 4,500 feet, and felt pretty safe. Finally. The Three Stooges used to moan that they were a victim of circumstance. I joined the ranks of victims of circumstance that day. Did I have culpability? I'm not sure. But I did learn from the experience. I will never again assume that a very light mist, even one through which I can see over 10 miles slant range with no associated visible thicker cloud, will remain light for the next three minutes. Any such impediment to visibility is grounds for an instant 180 while I request a pop-up instrument clearance. The Never Again Podcast is brought to you monthly by AOPA, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. You can find more Never Again stories online at aopa.org by typing Never Again into the search box. While you're there, check out AOPA's mobile flight planning app, AOPA Go, as well as the many free training and safety courses from the Air Safety Institute. Find all of this and more at aopa.org. The Never Again podcast is produced by Royce Earl. Thanks for listening. Fly safely. Fly safely.